There's always room for improvement, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. There's always room for improvement. I um I got up early this morning because if I didn't, I um I, I wouldn't have had a chance. And I just turned the Formula One on in the background. First race of a new season, and um. At the end of last season, you know, every team was operating as close as they could get to perfection. But they all finished last season knowing there was room for improvement because that's what happens every season. It's not like I'm prophetic there. It just happens every season. And so they all come into this season having worked hard, hoping that they've made a step up from where they are at last season. And, that, and that's how we do life. You know, we, we, there's always room for improvement. I don't care how good you are at something. Uh, how polished you are, how focused you are. There's always room for us to improve. That's just the nature of being human. Uh, but one thing that I think we have done pretty well at Activate is <clears throat> apprehending and communicating God's assignment for us. If I was to ask you to give me two sentences or to give me two statements to express what we're about or what our assignment is, I wonder how you would answer. Would you like to tell me in this room? Take a guess. Don't be shy. The worst thing can happen is you get it wrong, and I'll tell you that publicly. No. Uh, uh, but you, there's two kind of key statements. What, what are those key statements in the life of Activate? Activating community transformation. Great. And there's another one. Well, what was that? Wherever, whenever, been like Jesus. Great. So some of you know it, so there's room for improvement so that we all know it. But, but we, I think over the, you know, we've done reasonably well at, at communicating it, but at the end of the day, those two sentences are really just contemporary packaging for what Jesus has told us to do. He didn't use those exact words. But what we do is we try, and you know everyone's the same, we try to put it in contemporary language so that uh, we'll get it, so we remember it. But essentially, um, it's what Jesus told us to do. If we are serious about following Jesus, or if we are a serious um, church, for that matter, we don't actually get a choice about what he told us to do. We can put all the, the contemporary wrapping around it we like, but he told us what to do, and that's what we do. You know, we joke all the time, don't we? Are we a green church, or are we a blue church? It's a kind of standard in-house joke. If you haven't been around and haven't heard it, don't worry. But, but it's a standard in-house joke. But, but, but the truth of the matter is we are neither a green church or a blue church. We're a Jesus church. We're a Jesus church, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Therefore, our mission and our assignment is not up to us. It's, it's, at the end, it's just what Jesus told us to do. Yeah. That's it. doesn't matter how we package it. And what did he tell us to do? Matthew 28, 18. I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you and be sure of this, I will always, I'll be with you always, even to the end of the age. You can package that any way you like, but you can't change it. Yeah. You can package it any way, but if we are truly a Jesus-following church, that is our assignment. That is our mission. Right. Yeah. That is my assignment, my mission, your assignment, your mission, because we are 
the church. We are the church. Now, as a faith community, as Activate, we have a significant footprint. Um, and it's growing, I pray, our footprint. You know, we have um, different areas that we're ministering into. Faith, faith really covers it all. But faith, church and all those kind of things. Education, social, medical. And I regularly challenge our boards by asking them the question, are we fulfilling our redemptive purpose in all of these areas? Because we're not just doing it for fun. We're doing it because it's part of what God's asked us to do to outwork his purposes where we are. So I ask the simple question, are we fulfilling our redemptive purpose wherever we are? And I challenge us today that it starts with the church. Everything else is just an overflow of church. It starts with the church, which is you and me, not someone else. Oh, we're doing some great stuff in education. Yes, we are. We are, but what about you? What, what about your part in, the, man, in the, uh, the purposes of God? So the, the church starts with, it starts with us, it starts with you and me. So I ask us the question this morning, are we, let me personalize it some more, are you fulfilling your redemptive purpose? It's a great question. It's a challenging question. It's an in-your-face question. Um, let me ask it maybe this way. What's your assignment within our assignment to get the job done? Because we have an assignment, but within our assignment, you have an assignment, because otherwise it would all rest on me, wouldn't it? Oh, Sheridan, can you do this? Can you do that? No, I can't. You can, though. Because we all have an assignment. See, actually, Activate is one of many, many churches. And every church has a unique assignment as part of the big assignment. That's why, in my thinking, there's so many churches. We are asked to do what other churches aren't asked to do, and they're asked to do what we're not asked to do. So we have... There's a uniqueness in our assignment, which means there's a uniqueness in your assignment. Part of our uniqueness is creating places of hope for the people by building on our four pillars, faith, medical, social. The other word we're starting to use around social is well-being. I quite like that word. Uh, and education. And our goal within that is that all of these things are relocatable, scalable, reproducible. That's really good news this morning in Tuaco and in West because it means you're just starting the process. There's a whole lot more to come. Another way of saying this is wherever, whenever, be like Jesus. Because he was all those things. You see, kingdom culture understands kingdom assignment. Kingdom culture understands kingdom assignment. And this is true throughout the whole kingdom of God, whether it's people or whether it's angels. Kingdom culture understands kingdom assignments. If you go to, in your, in your Bibles, to Daniel chapter 10, I want to read from about verse 2 to 14, I think. When this vision came to me, I, Daniel, had been in mourning for three whole weeks. 
All that time I'd not eaten rich food, no meat, no wine across my lips, and I used no fragrant lotions until those three weeks had passed. Isn't that a treat? Imagine if you're sitting beside you this morning. On April 23rd, as I was standing on the bank of the great Tigris River, I looked up and saw a man dressed in linen clothing with a belt of pure gold around his waist. His body looked like a precious gem. His face flashed like lightning and his eyes flamed like torches. His arms and feet shone like polished bronze and his face roared like a vast multitude of people. Only I, Daniel, saw the vision. The men, who saw, uh, the men with me saw nothing, but they were suddenly terrified and ran away and hid. So I was left there all alone to see this amazing vision. My strength left me, my face grew deathly pale, and I felt very weak. Then I heard the man speak, and when I heard the sound of his voice, I fainted and lay on the ground face down. Just then, a hand touched me and lifted me, still trembling, to my hands and to my knees. And the man said to me, Daniel, you're very precious to God, so listen carefully to what I have to say to you. Stand up, for I have been sent to you. I've been sent to you. When he said this to me, I stood up still trembling. Then he said, don't be afraid, Daniel, since the first day you began to pray for understanding and to humble yourself before your God, your request has been heard in heaven. I have come to answer your prayer. But for 21 days, the spirit prince of the kingdom of Persia blocked my way. Then Michael, one of the archangels, came to help me, and I left him with the spirit prince of the kingdom of Persia. Now I'm here to explain what will happen to the people in the future. Angels have assignments. He heard he was sent 21 days he was at war, trying to get to Daniel until Michael turned up to help him, at which time he said, thanks buddy, I'm off. Because I've got an assignment to finish. His assignment was to deliver the message to Daniel, not to have the battle. The battle was a part of the process of the assignment, but the assignment was to deliver the message. Angels have assignments. People have assignments. Jesus himself completed a kingdom assignment. His assignment. That's what the the cross is all about. It's what him coming as a man was all about. It was his kingdom assignment to to, uh, bring salvation to the world, to mankind. That was his assignment. He did it. Can I ask you this morning, what's your assignment? Because kingdom culture has kingdom assignments. What is your assignment? One of the filters off. (laughs) One of the things that really frustrates me is when people say they don't know their assignment. I personally think it's not good enough. I think if you don't know your assignment, what's wrong with you? This is my filters off. Don't forgive me because I want to make a point. You've got to know your assignment. And here's the thing. It's written in red and white. It's written. I just read it to you. Matthew 28. Go, therefore. That is now within that, you're going to have your unique assignment. And it could look like anything. 
you've got to work that out. But the starting place is to go there for in all the world and make disciples, which can be your workplace, your home, your family, your school, wherever it is. That is a really, really clear instruction. So to sit there and go, or stand there and go, actually, I don't know my assignment, therefore I'll sit on my hands and do nothing is totally unacceptable behavior in the kingdom of God. Fair? Great. Filters back on. My, my Part of my assignment is to apprehend a vision, this is my assignment, that's large enough and creates enough space to help you apprehend and fulfill your vision or your, uh, your assignment, sorry. Welcome to Activate. That's what Activate's about. It needs to be a big enough vision that we can find our place and that we can step into the things that God's asked us to do and fulfill the assignment he's given to us, us and us, together. And that kind of, that bit rests on my shoulders. I'm okay with that because I know that's what he's, I I was talking to a friend this week and he's one of the, the, I'd describe him as a father of faith in our city. He's a beautiful man. And uh, we were talking and he said, Sheridan, I've got this stirring. We, we need a 24-7 prayer going on in our city. And he said specifically within that, he said, I want to call Christian leaders from all sorts of spheres, church leaders, business leaders, and I want to just get them in the room with some mature ministers for an hour and minister to them. Pray God's blessing on them. Just get under them, support them, and champion them. I said, that is an awesome thought. I said, hey, um, we're shifting into a new building at the Ruakura location in the next couple of months. We've got a dedicated 24-7 prayer room going in there. Come on. He said, what? What? Yeah, yeah, we've got a a 24-7 prayer room, and we've got... Hunter Driver, who's throwing herself in behind creating a, a 24-7 prayer ministry. I said, why don't you just use that room? That's what it's created for. And I'll just give you the, the keys. Just do it. He's like, wow, that could, that could be awesome. And I'm sitting there, I'm thinking, we're fulfilling our assignment, which is helping him fulfill, you know, which is helping Hannah fulfill her assignment, which is helping him fulfill his assignment. And that's how the kingdom works. It's how the kingdom works, but but you've actually got to step into it and go. Actually, I'm going to put my hand. I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to do this thing. Oh, sure, it might be inconvenient and every other thing along the way, but but kingdom culture has an assignment culture to it. This little reminder. This is our oranges break. That's all this is. Now it's oranges break, chocolate break, whatever you want to call it. Think of your think of five-year-old kids running around with the tags on the side of them and all that. They come in at half time for oranges. That's what this is. This is not the main event of your Christian journey. This is the orange break where we come and slap each other in the back and say, come on, keep going. You can do it. What's your assignment? Your assignment's making pickles and sending them across to Eventide, or whatever it is. What's the one across the road? Hilda, Hilda Ross to bless the people over there. Fantastic. You make all the pickles you can. I've been growing cucumbers. Here you go. That, that's what this is about. That was a weird illustration. It just came to my mind. Uh, it's all right. You've just got to live in here for a day or two. You'd be surprised. It's as coherent as it is. And... and, and um, It's assignment. What's our assignment? What's your assignment within the 
assignment. Come together, cheer each other on. You can do this. Come on, you can do this. You're up for this. Slap on the back, away you go. Monday to Saturday, rubber hits the road. Rubber hits the road. The um, 1 Corinthians 7.17 says this, Nevertheless, each person should live as a believer in whatever situation the Lord has assigned them. It's talking about free and slave. Whatever situation the Lord has assigned them, just as God has called them. We're on assignment. You're on assignment. I'm on assignment. That does my heart good, actually, because otherwise I'll get bored silly. We're on assignment. The, um, I haven't got time to read it all to you this morning, but Matthew 25, 14 through 30 is the classic talents parable. Can I call it the assignment parable? Because you see there's three servants in there and they're all given an assignment. One's given five uh, talents, one's given two, and one's given one. And the expectation of the master is they're going to do something with that. So the one with five goes off and turns it into ten. The one with two goes off and doubles it. The one with one gets a bit intimidated and puts it in the ground. The one who put it in the ground was treated quite severely, if you read there. Can I ask what you're doing with your assignment? Are you pursuing it with fervor? Or have you just kind of put it in the ground and hoped that it'll go away? Because we're called to pursue it with fervor. And whatever you do, don't for a moment think that your assignment is insignificant or beneath you. It doesn't matter what it is. Because it makes everything coming together to make it work. It doesn't matter what it is. Your assignment is not beneath you. It's not. If I, I don't know what it is. It doesn't matter what it is. I just don't think of it as beneath me. I think, no, no, if that needs doing, it needs doing. It's part of the assignment that we've got. We're not, we're not too, we're, we're never over. We're never too, to actually do what needs to be doing. Uh, doing, good English, going well. The, the, um, he said to those who approached their assignment with fervor, he said, well done, good and faithful servant. Well done, good and faithful. I wonder what you're saying. See, my, my hope for all of us is that when we stand before Jesus, we can stand there with some kind of confidence and go, yeah, I did what you put in front of me. And I did it to the best. I don't even think it matters so much what the outcome is. I'm, I'm convinced. There's no evidence. But I'm convinced. If the servant with one talent had had a crack and lost it, if he had given it his absolute best shot, I kind of think Jesus would have come around him or the master would have come around him and gone, well, you really stuffed that up, didn't you? Let's try again. Let, let's try again. Here's another one. Let's try again. But the fact was he did nothing with it. He did nothing. He just put it in the ground and forgot about it. I, I think to take hold of what God's put in front of us and serve him with fervor and approach our assignment with fervor Fervor is the least we can do. I wonder what your assignment is. I wonder what my assignment is. Well, I know what my assignment is. Our assignment together. You see, this is, I, I just did a bit of an exercise. I thought, well, if the good servant is well done, good and faithful servant, 
I wonder if I go through those words with antonyms, opposites, what that would read like. It reads like this. Brace yourself. We are unhealthy, sick, unfit, incomplete, unfulfilled and unused, unacceptable and unsatisfactory, dishonest, corrupt, false, faithless and negligible if we appoint ourselves as the masters. Ouch, yeah, that's what I thought. I thought it was so ouch, I should share it with you. So, so you know, that, that's kind of the opposite. Of what I, if, you, if we make ourselves masters, we're going to come up. We said yes to Jesus, we made him master. That's the bottom line. We made him master. So, so we've got to do it his way. And when we do it his way, he makes all things good. March the 8th, worldwide release, latest activate song. So it's very simple, isn't it? What I'm saying is not rocket science. I'm just trying to make a strong point, And that is... If Jesus is Lord, do what he says. Do what he says. Um, Make our lives about the assignment. I've never met someone who's terminally ill, a Christian, who goes, darn it, I just wish I'd spent less time loving Jesus and less less time doing what he'd asked me to do. I'm, I'm yet to meet that person. I hear the other. Oh, if only I'd served Jesus passionately all my days. But here's the thing. Every single one of us in this room, online, at West, at Tuaco, is terminal. Just no one's put a date on it for you. We're, we're all in the same boat. I don't want to wait till it's too late to really throw myself into the assignment that God has for me, that God has for our community of faith, Activate. I, I want us to pursue. I want us to be able to say, Jesus, we gave it our absolute best. We might have come up short, but we gave it our absolute best. And can I just throw this in for free? This is nice, so don't brace yourself. My filters are back in now. Please, please, don't pass critique or judgment on how someone else is doing on their assignment until you've got your own sorted. Because we've all got different things to do and we all approach it differently. Don't look at them and go, oh, but they don't. No, no. You worry about your, you do yours. They'll work theirs out. You do yours. Otherwise, there's just this comparison thing that starts happening and comparison will destroy you. Really well. So I'm pretty much done this morning, but I want to ask you three questions as I finish. Pleasure, pleasure. what is your kingdom assignment you know the big one Matthew 28 within there can you can you define your specific assignment Uh, we have no excuse on the big one that's just in red and white written for us it's there no debate, right there. Open Matthew 28, it's there every time. It doesn't go anywhere. It's right there. But what, what's your specific assignment within that? And see, the thing with assignment is they normally have a start date and a finish date and you will have multiple assignments. So the assignment you had five years ago may well not be the assignment that you have now. You might be at the start of one now, you might be at the end of one now, but I tell you this, you're on assignment. So so what's that look like for you now? Second question would be, and how are you doing with that? 
How are you doing with it? Probably the answer is to go good, bad or fair. So can we break it down just one more question? What's your next move? What's your next move in your assignment? So what is it? How are you doing in it? What's your next move? Your your next move could be world-changing. Or your next move could be smiling at someone tomorrow morning. I don't know what your assignment is. But I know this. It's leading people to Jesus. Leading people to Jesus. How's that quote go? Someone help me. Please uh, use words if necessary. St. Francis here. Preach the gospel, and if absolutely necessary, use words. Can I just say this morning, it's a load of garbage. Mouth for speaking. Use your words. What would you say to your children? Use your words. Use your words. That saying is true, by the way, but it's not dismissing. Use your words. A conversation with someone. I'm going to get on a plane in theory tomorrow morning and probably the person beside me, if they don't put their earphones in straight away, will say, and what do you do? And I would normally say, I'm a minister. And then we would fly for 12 hours without any more words. (laughs) Because they would freak out. they go, oh, flip, I'm in trouble now. Uh, Tomorrow morning, I think I'm going to say I'm a spiritual coach and see where it leads. I'm a spiritual coach and see if we can have two or three sentences before they put their headphones back in. Uh, That's my assignment tomorrow morning. What's yours? Or tomorrow afternoon, actually. What's yours? Father, I bless your church today. Bring clarity to us where we need it. Lord, speak to us really clearly. May none of us find us as the servant with one talent that's too scared to have a crack. But one to approach our assignment with fervor. Lord, I thank you that you lead us and guide us. And as we start with the big picture, you'll lead us into the little one. And I thank you that every person who can hear this is of great value to you and you have a purpose and you have an assignment and assignments for every person and I ask that you would release the courage to help us step into assignments with fervor let this be a holy moment where you drop a vision Will you say a word, Lord? Will you show us something that just helps bring some definition to what you've asked us to do? Our desire, Lord, is that when the time comes, we can stand confidently before you and simply say, I gave it my best shot. So I ask that you would stir each one of us in your purposes today, in your assignment, in Jesus' name. Every assignment is heading in one direction. In the big picture, 
every assignment has a redemptive purpose. That purpose is people are separated from God because we made errors, the human race. And Jesus came and he died on a cross. And he died on the cross so that that relationship could be repaired. He died instead of us having to die on a cross to pay the price. He paid the price so the relationship can be repaired so that we can have relationship with him. And every assignment has a redemptive purpose of steering people toward Jesus. You can't make anyone's decision for them, but you can point people in the right direction.